In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today we've started the readings for Great Lent. Today we've started to prepare as a church for Great Lent. And the church is doing for us, as a mother would do, presenting a feast for our spiritual fasting. And the feast that she is presenting for us is a feast, a spiritual feast, not a physical feast, but a feast that is encouraging us on all levels, in all ways, to offer a pure fast to God who will reward us for our sacrifices. Today's Gospel, I'll begin with it for a little, uh, just to speak about it. It speaks about three main things. When you fast, when you pray, when you do charitable deeds. It does not say if you fast, if you pray, if you do charitable, charitable deeds. You must fast, you must pray, you must do charitable deeds, give alms, and do acts of mercy toward those who are in need. And it gives us some instructions as to how we are to do this. But Lent itself is a journey. It's not a set of rules. It's not a set of formulas. It's not saying do X, Y, and Z and you're good to go. But it is in fact a journey. We're traveling on the way to the Feast of the Resurrection. And in order for us to celebrate that Feast of the Resurrection fully, completely, body and spirit and soul, all of that united, we need to prepare. And it takes a long time to prepare. It takes a long time for us to cleanse our bodies and our minds and our hearts from everything that we have been eating and drinking and, in, and, and just consuming as consumers, whether it would be with our eyes, with our ears, with our mouths, everything that we've been consuming. Now the church is saying, look, we have to shift, we have to be serious, and we have to take this period of time seriously. It's only 55 days. It's not a long period of time. We know, yes, only. And we know that 55 days runs by. Why? Because when we celebrate the 50 days from Easter until Pentecost, it flies by. So we know how quickly 50 days can fly by. But the thing is, when we are, are conscious about what we're doing, what we're eating, what we're drinking, what we're listening to, what we're watching, yes, time slows down. And we start to value our time, value the minutes. Not say, I have five minutes, let me kill it doing this, or let me waste it doing that. I have five minutes, I have ten. I redeem the time, I take advantage of it. And the church is filling us with activities and practices to do. And it has to be a sacrifice. It cannot be something that is simple and easy. And when we, when we start with the food, we get distracted and confused about the point of the fast. The point of the fast is not just fasting with our mouths. It's also fasting with our ears, fasting with our tongues, fasting with our eyes. St. John Chrysostom was famous for saying, what benefit is the fast when you stop eating the meat, but you continue to eat the meat of your brother and your sister by talking about them? by putting them down, by being, saying things that are disrespectful, by even uh, in the way we treat them, not even with our words, just with our actions. How can we do one thing and do the other at the same time? We have to learn to control everything. 
We, can, we fast with our eyes, we fast with our ears, we fast with our tongues, we speak less, we listen to nothing except the Word of God. This is, we're plunging ourselves into silence. And if you do it right, if you do it right from today or from tomorrow, if you do it right, when you come after the Holy 50 Days and you start to think, oh, maybe I'll turn on the radio or oh, maybe I'll listen to the news a little bit more. Oh, maybe I'll do something. You start to get a, a, a shock. It's like, I'm not used to this. It's, it's too much going on. When you not, if you stop watching TV from now, and then you turn it on on, on, on Easter, you say, okay, let's see what's going on. And you start seeing those commercials moving at you so fast, or these, these pointless, pointless things that are being advertised. When you see all of this, you say, this is, I, I don't like this. I was more at peace when I didn't have this working, when I didn't have this going on. When I start to prevent myself from talking about other people and I stop listening to other people talking about other people, the gossip, the, the stuff that we're, oh, just give me a little bit more, five more minutes of this. I love to hear this stuff, right? When we turn that all off, we say, no, I'm not going to talk about anybody. I'm not going to listen to anybody talking about anybody. I'm going to be serious about my spiritual life. This is the period of time that we do it. We go as a community. We go and encourage one another. We, we don't invite one another over and, 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 and say, oh, the fast, it's long, let's just, you know, break fast. We'll start after a couple of weeks. No, we encourage each other with fasting. And if we're going to gather together, we gather around the Word of God, not around just food. We gather and we pray together. We gather and we read our Bibles together. Um, and this is the opportunity, this is the time. There was one a story, and I know I've mentioned this story to you before. There was this one individual in Russia, who was, who was invited to the house of the Tsar. The Tsar wanted to honor him during the, the fast. And so he goes and the Tsar presents a lavish feast for this one individual of all the non-fasting food that you can imagine, delicious stuff. What would be our, our gut reaction? I don't want to embarrass him. I don't want to uh, make a big deal about this. Yes, I'm fasting. I'll just pick it up again tomorrow. Um, uh, when I'm, you know, when you feed whatever is, uh, or eat whatever is prepared for you, put before you, we get this verse out of the Bible. But this individual said no. He said to the Tsar, I'm sorry, I can't eat of this because I'm fasting. And if I eat of this, I cut myself off from the church. And I want to be part of the church. I want to be one of the people. I don't want to have special treatment, and I don't want to take myself away from the group. And I know you've been in churches where the, the priests will say, if you're not fasting, you can't take communion. But the bigger idea, the bigger picture, it's not a punishment. It's saying, look, this is what we are doing together. It has to be a group activity. Have you ever gone out to dinner or, or, or with a, a family, maybe even just a couple of individuals, five, ten individuals, and one person doesn't want to be there and just in a sour mood and just got this face on them and they're just upset and it ruins the whole meal. It just ruins, you can't ignore them because they're right there, it just ruins. And this is sometimes how the, fa this is how the fast is. When we're all fasting and then you have one person or two, ah, I'm not doing it, I don't need to do it. Look, fasting, there's the rule and then there are the exceptions and everyone can get an exception from your spiritual father but talk to your spiritual father and do what you can. But nobody needs to have CNN on during this, this, these next 55 days. No, honestly, you're not going to miss anything. It's the same garbage every day. The same. Yeah, if something big happens, 
you'll see it on a billboard. But it's the same nonsense. And you don't need to have music playing in the background. We can, you can go on Audible, you can go on YouTube, you can get psalms just to play in the background. But most importantly, we need to sit in silence, we need to sit in our, with ourselves, and we need to sit in front of God. We need to present ourselves in front of God. We are all in the practice of multitasking. Lent is a time where we don't multitask. I'm not going to do something while I'm praying, I'm going to pray. I'm going to stand up, I'm going to offer a prayer to God. And this whole Lent, the sermon that I want to give, it's short, but the, <clears throat> this whole Lent is we are working towards praying the Lord's Prayer honestly and from our heart. The response to the liturgy, to the Gospel for the next 55 days is Jepeniot, or Our Father who art in Heaven. We're going to say this response and this refrain over and over and over again. Our Father who art in Heaven, hallowed be Your name. And we are fasting, we are praying, we are doing acts of mercy, so that when we stand in front of God, and we call Him Father, we are appearing as His sons and His daughters by our actions, not by our words. Remember what He said, when you fast, when you pray, and when you do alms, give alms, do not be like the hypocrites. Do not be like those who pretend as if, I'm just doing this because the rest of, uh, you know, I'm supposed to, or I'm just doing this so that other people see that I'm doing this, or whatever. No, I do it honestly. And when I pray, our Father, believe me, this is not a simple prayer. This is not an easy prayer. We come into judgment every time we say these words. We enter into, we place ourselves in front of God to be judged. Every time we say, Our Father. Because the second we say, Father, He looks at us and says, Is this my son? Is this my daughter? Is, are their actions, this person's actions, reflecting what it means to be a son of God? We have to honor Him. And St. Cyril says this, We have to honor Him with our obedience, with our submission, with living lives that please Him. We have to present ourselves before Him not as harsh, proud individuals, but willing to take His direction, willing to follow in the path that He's asked us to follow. Because, and He points out in Romans chapter 8, verse 30, 32, because He has honored us not only with the, the idea that we are His heirs, with heirs with Jesus Christ, but joint heirs with Him. And God Himself sent His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to the world so that we could become His children again. We can call on Him as Father again. In a way that is intimate, in a way that is pure, in a way that is holy. God, in Romans, St. Paul says, God did not spare His only Son, but delivered Him up for us all, how shall He not with Him also freely give us all things? Do not fear, little flock. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. God wants to give you everything. We have to empty ourselves to receive this from Him. Look at these monks. We just read the story of St. Pavnoti, Avanofer. These monks, they left everything so that God could become everything for them. 
But if we don't want God, if we're not looking to God, if we're not looking at Him to be truly our Father, we say, God, don't worry about it. I got this. I don't need your help. I can handle this. I got my life. I got my house. I got my car. I got my job. You know what? That's enough. Thank you, God. But that's it. You're up there. I'm down here. Don't ask me to do anything else. I got this. When we start to take things into our own hands, when we start to forget that He is our Father who has given us all things, not so that we can be living luxurious lives. He's given us all things so that we could return to Him, so that we have no excuse. We have no excuse. We can't say, oh, you punished me here, or you gave my life. My life was really tough here, and that's why I denied you. No, no. That's why I forgot about you. No. We, he has given us all things so that we can return to Him. St. Gregory of Nyssa, he said, What makes us like God is that we become a child of God so that we receive Him. And it says, he says, because He makes those who receive Him he gives them the power to become children of God in John 1.12. And one receives God in himself when taking up that way of perfection through goodness. And we remove the character traits that are evil, that are sinful. And this is not just for the adults, high schoolers, elementary, junior high. This is for you as well. Lent is for you. It's not for when I become an adult, I'm going to really focus on it. No, it's for you. It's for you. And this is something that I'm hoping that the parents, when the children say that they want to fast, you let them fast from the very beginning. And when the children are hesitant to fast, encourage them. Encourage them. This is sacrifice. This is tough. This is difficult. But no sacrifice that we give to God is ever left without a response from God. The sacrifices that we offer to Him always are given back to us. And this is the best sacrifice here. We give God in this service a piece of bread and a cup of wine. And He returns it to us as His body and His blood. What we gave was something small. What we, was returned to us is something you can't, is priceless. This is what God sees. And He says, He promises me, us, a cup of water that you give to someone in my name you will by no means lose your reward. So when it comes to, uh, I really want something you know, to eat, push yourself another 30 minutes. Right? We're not talking about just vegan food 24-7. We're talking about periods of time where I'm not eating, periods of time where I'm not drinking. The rule is 3 o'clock. And uh, it's easiest now. I know this sounds bad for, for kids that are in high school, it's easy because you're distracted with classes. Your stomach growls, but you got to take notes. And it's easy, believe me, it gets harder when you get older. So try. But if you have, like, if you're taking sports, and anyway, you got to do this with your spiritual father, but sports and stuff, you can have a little drink of water, you can have something small to eat, but instead of having a bag of chips, have a banana, have some carrots, have something healthy. But take this opportunity to change the way that we look at food. Instead of, I lust after food and I want to eat this, we just eat what's, in, what's, what's presented to us. We eat what is simple. We eat what is given to us in order for that we can live. But this goal now, to pray our Father, we need to slow down when we're praying our Father. Even just stopping at those 
first two words. When we call God Father, I have to repent and I have to say, I have not been a good son. I have not been a good daughter, but I'm trying. I'm working harder. I want to be a true son of my father. I want to be a true daughter of him. I want to reflect or have him reflected in me. The muddiness of sin, the muddiness of our selfishness, of our egos, has to be removed. And this is a tough period of time, I understand that, but we can make it easier on ourselves by removing all of that social media, removing all of that extra stuff, putting a plan in front of us. There are books to read, there are prayers. Even if we just take the Jesus prayer, my Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. We say it a hundred times before we sleep. We say it in the morning while we're getting ready. We say it as we're commuting to work or as we're walking to class or as we're out alone. We say it all the time. Instead of we put our earphones in and we're listening to, they're not called earphones anymore, they're called AirPods or whatever now. <laughs> but instead of, instead of drowning out, let that silence be for your benefit, for your, for your returning to God. There's so much that I can say, and I'll just give some tips at the end of liturgy. But let us take this first step of saying, I'm fasting and I'm praying so that when I pray, Our Father, I'm praying it with my heart. I'm saying it openly and honestly. I'm saying it as best as I possibly can. I want to be a true child of God. I want to be able to call on Him as Father. Let us encourage one another. Let us encourage one another. I know I said it's only 55 days, but really, especially in our day and age, where we have so much going on, we need it more than ever, every minute, every day. Right? So try this week to, to really get everything squared away. Plan it out so that there's no, there's no excuse. Uh, for the kids, just turn off all that, that nonsense. Whatever you need for school, whatever you need for your studies. But other than that, turn it all off. Allow yourselves to be bored. Allow yourselves to be uh, you know, kind of in that situation where you feel annoyed. And let that be an encouragement to turn you to read your Bibles more. To memorize this first week is all about the Sermon on the Mount. If I have time at the end of the liturgy, I'll show you a video of a 12-year-old girl doing it from memory. I can also show you a video of a 55-year-old woman doing it from memory. We can take this time to memorize Sermon on the Mount. All you have to do is just listen to it every day. Memorize uh, uh, large passages of Scripture. Memorize the hymns. Offer sacrifices to God. I was talking to somebody yesterday. He said, in, you know, in Sudan... You can free a slave for $250. So maybe that's something we can do. Let's free some, let's free 100 slaves in Sudan. And not only that, we, we, we work on, on building churches. Look at us, we're, not, we're going nowhere building a church, right? There's nothing. But there are places that need money to build churches. Maybe we can support them during this period of time. This period of time, any, and it's always the case. But if you want specifically to, to give money to the poor and you write in the check, in the memo, this is for the poor, 100% of that goes to the poor. And this is the time where we really have to focus on that and give it 100%. Let's not, let's not be stingy during this time. The book of Sarah, the wisdom of Solomon, one of those books says, don't be eager when it's time to receive, you have your hands extended and you're waiting. And then when it's time to give, you have your hands closed. 
don't do this. Don't be like this. This is the time to give and to give 100%. May God accept our fasting and our prayers and our service. May God accept it to the glory of His holy name. May He give us this grace to be able to call on Him as Father uh, with all of our hearts. And may He give us this ability to be worthy to call Him Father. To Him be the glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and ever in the age of all ages. Amen. Amen.